This podcast is brought to you by StarCharge, the largest EV charging manufacturer in the world, and is also a provider of residential and commercial battery storage and microgrid solutions. And KimPower, the reliable, quick, and scalable EV charging solutions for everyone and everywhere. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Out of Spec podcast. I'm your host, Francie, and we definitely have the whole crew with us today, almost. As you can see, if you're tuning in on YouTube, we are joined by Jordan, Ryan, Max, Out of Spec Dave, Jerome, Colton, Kyle, and Andrew, who <laughs> has just joined us. So we are going to kind of have a wrap-up of February. February is ending. We're all going to celebrate the leap year tomorrow and see what that extra day can bring us in 2024. Would love to hear how y'all celebrate the leap year. I didn't really know that was a thing, but maybe because I don't remember what I did four years ago. So we're going to talk about everything that we were up to in February, just in case you missed it, across the Out of Spec channels what we are looking forward to in March, what we can speak to, some things we're still cooking and we can't serve up quite yet. And we're going to start with Out of Spec Dave, like we did the last group podcast because Dave is so busy and he has to run soon. So welcome everyone, of course, and welcome Dave. What have you been up to? Thank you guys. It's good to see everyone. Um, yeah, so busy February for sure. You know, the theme of February kind of falls into two categories. One, the hybrid plug-in hybrid volt slash ELR content, and then Tesla. Um, and and so a lot of you may know that that uh, my Model X is out in Colorado, and it's been doing some testing, and I'm, I'm looking forward to getting it back at some point, hopefully in March. Well, in hold meantime, on. You told me you didn't want it back, which is why we're hanging on to it. You said you got enough cars in the driveway. Don't blame me. Uh, okay. So hopefully I'll get it back in March and um, we'll see. But if you'd want to keep it longer, that's fine too, because I do have enough cars. Um, you know, what happened was I bought a Volt in January and everybody was like, Dave, why didn't you buy an ELR? So I did. And, and I've been having a lot of fun sort of comparing those two cars. A um, couple of videos I put up were, you know, the buying process of the ELR um, Kathy, my wife, driving the ELR and the Volt for the first time and doing a comparison between those. Um, and, and I just recently filmed this past weekend a comparison on range between the Volt and the ELR. The Volt is a 2015. It's got 144,000 miles on it. The ELR is a 2016 with 107,000 miles on it. And there's something wrong with the ELR because the Volt is outperforming that. So I'm gonna have a little bit of fun diagnosing that problem with the ELR in March as, as we go on. Um, I also covered uh, the Cybertruck a little bit in, in February, drove out to Long Island where they had it in a showroom. And Kathy, Kathy and I both, she had, I had seen it once before and Kathy hadn't seen it. And that was just a fun video. If you get a chance to check that out on the Out of Spec Dave channel, because her reactions to that beast, you know, were pretty funny. Um, I did an interview uh, in the month of, of February this month with Barry Crush, who is actually the president of the EV Club of Connecticut, just kind of asking about some of the, the challenges that we have here in the state with respect to purchasing a Tesla, as in you can't do it. However, I also visited for the second time Mohegan Sun, which is uh, tribal lands, federal lands, whatever you want to call it. Um, they've opened up a delivery center and sales center at Mohegan. In the market for investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry, Rebag is the answer. Rebag is a luxury resale platform where each piece is carefully inspected by experts to ensure quality and authenticity. Use Rebag to buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Louis Vuitton, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com and get up to 15% off your first purchase as a member with code REBAGNEW. Shop today at Rebag.com. That's R-E-B-A-G.com. And use promo code REBAGNEW for up to 15% off your first purchase as a member. You should celebrate yourself every day. But some days, you should celebrate with jewelry. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection, Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. 
Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Son, and I visited it the, for the second time just about two weeks ago. And, and um, there was a video up on how things are progressing there. They're doing very well. They're doing deliveries now. And they're actually building a huge Tesla supercharger uh, installation there. I think that's going to open in a month or two. Um, something crazy, like more, north of 40 superchargers that are, that are going to be there. Um, I also interviewed a guy who lives in New Hampshire that bought a Tesla but he had to take delivery of it in New Jersey, which is the weirdest thing to me. And like, why? I guess the theme here of of the government not allowing Tesla to sell cars in certain states or service them or what have you was was a theme that I played out in February as well. And then um, some of you may remember that my wife hit a pole at a mall, a concrete pole. In, with her Model Y, and we went back and recreated in the month of February that same sort of incident where she was pulling forward with the newest software release that, that Tesla put out or as far as like the close-in, the how it, it's got much more details as far as the graphics go. They still don't break for you, so you still got to drive, but that was cool to be able to put one next to the other, so I would check that out. Um, and then I finished up, well, actually, one more video was a key fob video on the ELR where I had brought my te- my ELR in for service and, and at Cadillac here in Greenwich, Connecticut, and they wanted $550 just for the key fob to be able, I wanted an extra one. And I was like, that's crazy. So I went on eBay, I bought a key fob for $25, programmed it in about 10 minutes and the thing freaking works. So I put a video about how you can save some money on a key fob there together. And then finally, last weekend, I, my wife had driven or actually driven. She flew down to, uh, to Florida for the weekend and I was home alone with a three day weekend. So I drove her model Y up to Quebec city and did a road trip, like a classic, you know, out of spec road trip. And I visited the ice hotel and I did vlog it. And, and, but what the reason why Kyle let me put the video up is because in one of the rooms, I found a cyber truck carved into the wall in ice. And he's like, okay, dad, you can put the stupid ice hotel video up. Um, The thing tanked. Right. So like, you know, nobody wanted, but for those that watched it, I think they really enjoyed it. So that was, that was pretty cool. And then, um, this Saturday, I'll be releasing the road trip back from Quebec City in the Model Y, which was an interesting time. And I did step stop in at a CCS EA in West Lebanon, uh, New Hampshire, and that video went up the other day. And man, do I not miss charging at Electrify America! It just was, uh, it was just a, not a good scene. So busy month, lots more to do. I think uh, it's going to be fun. I do have the Volt sold. Um, actually a viewer, uh, I, whoever reached out to me first, when I said I was thinking when I was going to buy, sell it, um, first guy declined it, my coworker declined it. And then the second guy that reached out to me via email is sounds like he's going to buy it. And I'm just selling it to him for my cost, whatever I paid for it, he's buying it for. So, but I'll miss this mighty volt. I really will. I love this little car. I've been commuting every day with it and I drive it completely on electric and, and it's great. So anyway, that's, that's been my, my month. Um, uh, you know, hopefully some of you maybe out there have found some value in it. I've had a lot of fun making the videos and March, boy, we got some fun stuff coming in March. So. You've been busy for sure over in the the hybrid world as well on the road. Um, really cool to hear how busy you have been, Dave. 
Kyle. Maybe, maybe I can share why I really encouraged him to do these hybrid videos. And it was right. more or less because there are very few range extended EVs on the market right now. And there's certainly, of course, I live in an electric world. I think most of us live in a full, pure battery electric world. But there is a case, and I think actually for pickup trucks and vans and for working vehicles to have a range-extended electric option. And there's a new one coming to market, the Ram Charger, which is going to have like a huge battery with a Pentastar V6. And I think I just wanted my dad to start to understand the technology a little bit more. He's owned an i3 Rex, but the Volt is certainly just beefed up a little bit more in terms of the combustion powertrain, meaning you really can just go on a trip in it if you need to. And um, the ELR thing just kind of happened out of the blue, which I'm excited for. Once it's fixed, I think we may take that car out to Colorado for a little bit. I'm excited for the ELR. That's a one of my one of my dream vehicles. Love the ELR. So anyway, that, that's the reason for the, the plug-in hybrid stuff. Not to say we aren't covering EVs. We're going you know, deeper into EVs. I don't personally believe all this whole like EV is slowing down stuff. Um, but uh, at least for pickup trucks, uh, you know, I do think there is a place for combustion still. Absolutely. And this application is great for it. Yeah, I think a lot of people are like, is it is it a gateway into your EV lifestyle? Or there seems to be just a fully separate market that this kind of range extender plug in hybrid really fits into into a lot of use cases. So thank you, Dave. Sounds like, you know, a lot of things to check out on the Out of Spec Dave channel. So if you haven't gone over there, listeners, watchers, please go over there. Thank you, Dave. Yeah, Anything absolutely. Else? And uh, you guys have a very good podcast. I got to run, okay? And I'll talk All to right. you soon. All right, guys. Thanks. Bye-bye. Bye, Dave. Okay, so we have plenty more to cover today. I'm going to pass it off to... So I, of course, run the podcast mostly, and I have uh, helped out on other channels, but I have the VinFast VF8 living with me, which I will have some upcoming podcasts, just kind of like an update of living with her for a month. And then another podcast answering the questions that y'all have asked me on Twitter and YouTube. But with the podcast, Ryan, shout out, has been helping me so much uh, with everything really. And I'd love to pass it off to you, Ryan, pass the microphone to you to see what, you know, kind of really sparked your interest in February, what you're excited for in March. Let me have it. Definitely. I, I really enjoyed uh, working with you on the podcast. That's been taking up a lot of the time that I've been doing it. It's, it's a ton of fun to be able to do a lot of the backend stuff, figure out what's going on and how to present that. And uh, on a slightly more uh, personal level, uh, my uh, girlfriend actually just got a mini SE and got a screaming deal on that for the lease. So Qualifies for the federal uh, $7,500 incentive because it's a lease. There's $5,000 from Colorado because it's less than $35,000, another $2,500. And on top of that, there's $3,000 for mini. So $18,000 for capitalized cost reduction on that lease. Oh, my goodness gracious. That is yeah. really, really incredible. Okay, so that sounds like a great deal for her. How's she liking it so far? She loves it. She's only had it for a few days. Uh, and, you know, of course, it's got pretty limited range. Uh, it's rated for 114 EPA. But uh, we also have the Tesla. We don't do a ton of uh, road tripping for it. It works for our use case. And so far, she loves it. I love it. We're really happy with it. Cool. Very enticing yeah. offer, at least. And good, good experience picking it up. Certainly. We went to Mini Loveland. It was a really great experience. They're really friendly, not pushy at all. Very helpful. Would definitely recommend it. Awesome. Okay. And, well, uh, congrats. Yeah. yeah. What else has been going on? Looking forward to March. Uh, hopefully it'll happen in March. We're still uh, figuring out all the details for this, but I'm really excited to do another race to Vegas. Our plan this time is to be taking three row SUVs and I think this will be a ton of fun. It'll be really interesting. And for those of you who don't remember, I beat Kyle last year by the skin of my teeth, uh, <laughs> pulled in just in front of him. So hopefully uh, we can have a repeat of that. But uh, either way, I've, I always thought the Race to Vegas was one of the most fun uh, things that we've done uh, as a team. It's just a blast. It's It's a lot of work. It takes a bit to get organized and it's a long day of driving, but it's a really fun thing to, that we get to do. Right. And this hasn't really three row SUV EVs, of course, hasn't really been much of an option until recent history, right? To get enough different models to make this happen. So that'll be fun. I'm excited yeah. for y'all to do that. 
Yeah, I'm sure Kyle's been upset about uh, not taking first place. (laughs) (laughs) No, that's okay. I mean, I really worked that loose and as hard as I could, but I made a mistake when the tunnel closed. Um, You know, if if the tunnel didn't close, I would have come second place to the Model S. Mm. But Colton (laughs) smoked us hands down. Yeah. (laughs) Nice job, Colton. Okay, cool. Thanks, Ryan. Who wants to go next? What about, I honestly haven't heard much from Andrew. I don't know if the podcast audience has met you, Andrew. So you run the POV motoring channel. Can you tell me a little bit about that and what you've been up to this past month? Andrew, welcome. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. First time on the podcast. Um, So thank you guys. (laughs) Um, Have been working on the POV motoring channel and what that is, is... um, really a driver's point of view, um, walk around the vehicle as well as driving. Um, got a nice little action cam right here and, uh, just giving a, um, kind of test drive feel really. Um, I've been experimenting with a little bit of commentary here and there. I haven't put those videos out yet, but experience, uh, experimenting with that process, um, and just getting the, the channel really dialed in has been my focus as of late. Um, And then also recently did a um, cool comparison, EV9 comparison with Kyle and Jordan. Um, And that was a lot of fun. That was my first kind of collaboration on other out of spec channels. And I look forward to doing more of that. And I really, really, uh, really want to join you guys on one of the races sometime soon. Um, I think that will be blast as well. Yeah, you're getting plenty of experience driving lots of different EVs and cars in general. So I'm sure you could be great behind the wheel. And it sounds like, you know, I love ASMR. I've been really getting into that lately. (laughs) And it sounds like you're honing in your skills for your POV ASMR commentary, which is, it's not easy, probably. Yeah, yeah, that's definitely one one thing that I'm working to dial in that process as well for uh, ASMR videos for, for each vehicle that I drive. Super fun. So you took out the EV9, of course. Is there anything else that kind of maybe was a surprising drive or a favorite drive? Um, favorite drives, in some ways, the Model X Plaid. Obviously, that's super quick. That was the most recent car that I had in the garage. Um, loved the Range Rover Sport, the uh, Supra a little while ago. That was a lot of fun. That was a m- manual, which was fantastic. Exactly, Kyle. Um and yeah, and then got some nice stuff coming up through the pipeline as well, which is which will be fun. Yeah, so just so everyone knows, like we are obviously on the out of spec channels, mostly covering electric stuff, but combustion cars are still outselling electric cars by a ton. Uh, we we sort of are missing out on the coverage if we don't cover some combustion cars. And also selfishly, I like to drive everything. I'm a car enthusiast all around. So. Essentially, I wanted an outlet that we could share any car, regardless of powertrain choice. And the POV channel is awesome because we can get any test car that comes through Denver. We can film it. We can upload it. And, you know, if it's a really important car or if it's a brand new car that's launching, we'll put it on the reviews channel. We'll do something big with it. But at least this keeps like a rotation of cars coming through the office. We can all see what every automaker is doing, electric, plug-in hybrid, or, um, of course, uh, combustion. It's a great way to just experience a bunch of cars so that our main EV reviews are, you know, based in some sort of knowledge on the combustion stuff. Yeah, great summation of that. Thank you, Kyle. And uh, Andrew, looking forward to, yeah, maybe being a part of a race with you, see what else you drive next, and uh, in general, have you on the podcast. Welcome for your first time. Great to have you here. Thank you. Maybe we can spiff things up a little bit. Can you guess who I'm going to pass it to? Colton, what have you been up to, buddy? Well, the first two months of the year have been uh, chaotic, to say the least. But most recently in February, finally got around to finishing Kyle's beloved Coda, which was a project that should have been done about, what, six months ago, Kyle, I think. (laughs) And uh, yeah, that project finally got finished up. My original plan was to finish it up by the end of the year, have all the videos posted, before start of 24 and yeah schedule has been crazy here at the shop it's been definitely a strange start to the year I'd say I think I've worked on five combustion vehicles which is how many I did last year Um, not a ton of cars that I've been putting filming or posting on Twitter or anything kind of 
mundane vehicles, if you will, or stuff that I don't think the audience would truly care about. Um, as of recently as well, finally finished up the e-golf in wrapping it. And that was such a fun project It really transformed, you know, Kyle's really, really beloved e-golf that I see him driving around everywhere. So that's been fun. Um, man, the shop's just been crazy. This is normally my slow season, I guess, January, February, and it hasn't really been slow. Uh, January was insane with Cybertruck content. And yeah, it's been a little bit slower on my side for content. Max and I actually two days ago just shot a build quality review that went up today um, on the out of spec detailing video or channel shooting the EV9s doing build quality analysis. Max and I did an hour and 42 minutes, was it, Max, <laughs> on those, which were probably a little bit long, but we really went into depth and in showing the weird nuances between both trims, comparing them to Rivian R1S, Model X, and, you know, Mercedes EQS. And then coming up, we've got some pretty cool stuff. So I've got a ton of customers, of course, starting to take deliveries of Cybertrucks. And I've had tons of companies reaching out on, hey, we've got this coding for it. You know, we've seen your videos on it. So we're going to be diving into a lot more testing on that. I'm working with a company that I talked about, you know, potentially producing my own line. They have their first prototype. I have it here in my hands at the shop. And yeah, I'm excited to start playing around. Colton's Potions. For, yeah. your, for your vehicles. How fun. And uh, you mentioned, you know, being able or seeing Kyle driving around in his e-golf. And now it's especially hard to miss him because of the color oh. that y'all wrapped that e-golf in, which is really fun. And and Colton, you know, I'm sure you have slower seasons, more busier seasons. This was a more unexpected busy season. Does that feel good in general? Uh, or is it like, okay, I wasn't expecting this. Let's yeah, I finally took this last weekend off. I finally took two days off and I've just been hammering it since you know essentially Christmas so it's been kind of nice I really expected to have more time off at the start of the year but I'm already starting to feel that spring season rolling around and everybody's like my car's filthy I need to get to all of Kyle's cars like the Rivian needs to get coated um, I think we're gonna start wrapping the smart car not exactly sure what exactly we're doing on that but all the cars kind of need a cleanup after this really really nasty you know, winter season we've had here in Colorado. So not going to slow down anytime soon, but hopefully you do take no. some days for yourself, which Maybe. Uh, eh. <laughs> we'll see if you do. Uh, yeah. Fingers crossed, of course. Well, thanks Colton. Um, anything else you want to mention? Of course, people can find you on the out of spec detailing channel and your company is called clear detailing. Right. And uh, Colton's working on his potions. So keep an eye out for that. Working on the potions. Uh, yeah. I have tons of cool stuff coming up. I, I keep getting texts from customers, you know, texting me, hey, I've got an i5 coming. I've got a Hummer EV coming. Um, the other one that's been a little strange this year has been I have a ton of Model S customers and they keep getting pushed back and back. Obviously, Model S long range is on stop sale right now. But I had multiple customers ordering Plaid Model S's that were supposed to take delivery back in 23, had them scheduled out. And Tesla just, you know, threw their hands up and said, ah, it's going to be March now. So I'm expecting, I think, three or four Model S's are going to be around the shop here in March. So tons of content coming. Um, we have Dr. Beasley's reached out, sent me a ton of products to play around with. So, yeah, really fun stuff coming up in March and some exciting stuff that, of course, we haven't fully revealed yet. But, yeah, really looking forward to it. Dr. Beasley was the name of my first principal. So, really? Yeah, brings Very back cool. some. Yeah, he's a good one. <laughs> cool. He started a company about car washing supplies afterwards. That's awesome. <laughs> uh, thank you, Colton. Really cool. Uh, everyone, stay tuned for that. Lots of lots of stuff coming up. It sounds like so. Keep 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 it rolling. I would love to. Speaking of getting other places by rolling but instead flying, how is that segue? Max, you flew pretty far. You traveled very far all the way across the pond and further over to where? Tell us about where you went. 
Yeah, I went over to Kazakhstan, which is basically the other side of the world from the front range of Colorado. Lots of flying, but to bury that lead a little bit just for this month, what's gone on with Out of Spec Guide, which is the main channel that I'm kind of responsible for. I've also done some helping with uh, the Out of Spec Renew, which we've launched, which I can't wait to hear from Jerome about. But we launched on Guide uh, the beginning of this month a video that did really well where Colton and I talked about EV depreciation uh, because everyone's been talking about the EV market crashing and we talked about our personal experiences with two of our vehicles and how that went down. And so we have another video coming out about that, but I think it's a super interesting conversation because there's this like sky is falling doom and gloom mentality going around about EV pricing. And I'm not going to lie, like it's scary for the, like to imagine that, you know, my car is up upside down on equity. And yet on the other hand, and this is what Colton and I talked about, like you get a Model 3, you get a Polestar 2. Like in my case, I have a GTI's worth of horsepower and torque on each axle of my car, Brembo brakes, Olean suspension. I still get a you know, happy deal with it. I can't imagine wanting another car besides an EV. So, you know, EVs, I think we're increasingly, this is what we always try to do at spec, giving the big picture of coverage. You have to live potentially with charging anxiety. When you do road trips, you got to replace tires a bunch. Uh, you've got to live with crappy software from basically every car manufacturer besides Tesla. So there's a lot of downsides still as we're early adopters in this market, but it's great covering that. So that was a great video Colton and I did. And then getting to Kazakhstan, yeah, so that was a family trip that I happened to do with my mom. It's really cool. Uh, her family is from there. But as on the way there, I stopped in D.C., that's where my mom lives, and took a look at her driveway situation because she is getting an R1S, or she has an order from one at least. Uh, she currently drives a Land Rover Defender, so it fits with the off-road theme, even though my mom doesn't really go off-road. She lives commented, in Washington, D.C., Max. Yeah, yeah. someone commented <laughs> on that video, like, get, get her some rock sliders, and she's like, are those shoes, Max? Like, what are those? Um, and then, oh, the funny thing is my sister just got a Ford Bronco, like the big Bronco, which is hilarious. She doesn't do any off-roading either. So I don't know what's going on with my family's driveway, but- um, They have great taste. Mom, yeah, I, <laughs> they need to move to Colorado. I don't know what they're doing, but um, yeah, she might be getting an R1S. So then we talked to one of my neighbors who has an R1S and I thought, you know, like a few months ago, those were kind of rarer on the East Coast. It sounds like that's becoming more and more normal. So I'm seeing them everywhere. It's great to see Rivian rolling stuff out. I know they're having some financial issues. We don't talk about the business cases as much here on, um, on Atospec, but generally it seems like the R1 product is really mature. They're rolling it out. People can actually get their hands on them, which is really cool. Unless you're like my mom and want to do a motor one in which case it's out in perpetuity and they're trying to sell her an upgrade of the quad motor, which she in no way needs and probably won't do. So um, it was cool to kind of take a look at that. But yeah, we went to Kazakhstan and that was really fun family trip. A big part of my role at a spec is trying to justify uh, skiing and fun vacations with finding EV chargers or whatever else uh, pays the bills. So in this case, in Kazakhstan, uh, there's a you know big ski resort in Almaty there that I went to. And it was really interesting because the road to that ski resort is exclusively uh, accessible by EVs, unless you have like a big diesel work truck that moves all the mulch up there or something, I don't, or the snow. Uh, but everything else is an EV. So I was surprised in Kazakhstan seeing just how many EVs there were and specifically understanding the global EV market a bit better because I feel like again back to this narrative of the sky is falling with evs we can be really myopic in the us about this and you see that like kazakhstan being a central asian country there's a lot of chinese imports now and francie and i have a podcast episode coming out of this talking about the unique market conditions of it but it's really interesting that I just saw so many ID4s, more ID4s than I've ever seen in the US in the Kazakhstan. And apparently that's because Volkswagen is basically fire sailing them in Asian markets. Uh, as I understand it, it's very hard for them to make a profit. They're doing desperately whatever they can to keep market share. So you can, for the US equivalent of like $20,000, get an ID4, like a proper spec one, which is like, okay, great. If they were that price here, I'd be driving two ID4s instead of one Polestar 2, maybe. Um, but that's awesome. And then uh, on the more exotic end of things, uh, there's this, uh, I drive a Polestar 2, which is owned by the Geely Automotive Group. Uh, they also have this other brand called Zeker that exists in Asia. So I saw a ton of what's called the Zeker One. It's this really cool like saloon, uh, like, you know, station wagon kind of car. The Polestar 4 is actually based off the same architecture. So I know Jordan took a look at that. 
that's a that's not a new car. It's like a three-year-old platform, and yet it's still really modern, really impressive. And then you think of the fact that in that market, a Shanghai-built Model Y is a little bit cheaper than a Zeker One, but I don't know who would get the Model Y because the Zeker One. I looked at my mom's cousin actually recently got one. It's the, like it's ridiculously nice. It's got self-opening doors. It's got massaging seats. It's got a banging sound system. It's got like RGB lights everywhere. It's a little bit, you know, it's very like Chinese. It's very technology forward, but it's a cool EV. Uh, and he hasn't even fast charged it. He got like a free level two home install, but uh, fast charging is still immature there. He doesn't care. Um, it's just a cool EV. It's really neat to see how like, I don't know, just uh, Ford and GM in the US are having their stumbling blocks, especially as is Rivian with scaling EVs and achieving profitability. But you're seeing in China, in markets like Kazakhstan, which are also in Asia, you're just seeing such a rapid adoption of EVs. It's so cool to see. And this is a topic I want to cover more on Guide because I think it's going to impact the US more. I know BYD recently like opened a factory in Mexico. And so far, they say they have no plans to enter the US. But their spokesperson uh, gave some funny interview where she was saying like, yeah, if, you, if you're not thinking EVs, you're going to die. So like, <laughs> it's a totally different rhetoric up, uh, there across the other side of the world uh, with EVs. So it was super fascinating to take a look at all of that. Yeah, the the global scene is really interesting too, and I think you have a a good handle on that as well as the the U.S. market. You know, you've come onto the podcast before, Max, and just been a fountain of knowledge, especially when it comes to like how the EV tax credits are different in 2024. And we tried to break it down simply, but it's not simple. It even I hate like talking a- about the tax credit. I've got to be honest. <laughs> it's really important. We have to do it. But oh my gosh, the like we've done so many explainers. We did it on the podcast. I've done it on guide and still people have questions about it. And like, yeah. I can probably do marginally a better job of explaining it each time. Fundamentally, it's way too complicated. And I think that's a big issue in the US EV market. The, the fact that we rely on this federal incentive that is just so, so archaic with all of its rules and laws and the way it keeps changing our system yeah it keeps changing and yeah it keeps changing every week so yeah it's wild if you're like by the sorry i mean it's highlighted by the fact that there are businesses that are making business models that part of it is just navigating that for you so you don't even have to deal with it like that is a huge value proposition because they're so confusing it's wild. I mean, if you, if, if you know, like Ryan's uh, girlfriend, Caitlin, if you time it right and make them some of this work for you, you can walk away with an amazing lease deal or something cool. But so many consumers are really lacking the education for it. So we're doing our best here. But my gosh, it's just complicated, like anything to do with bureaucracy. Sure is. New channel idea, out of spec deals, where we just do all the tax stuff, handle your purchasing. <laughs> well, we have something similar. Actually, we have uh, on our batteries included podcast. We should yeah. really include Dominic because that's technically you know some, somewhat under our umbrella as well, even though it's not branded out of spec. But the batteries included podcast um, should uh, we do a, a Monday episode? I think it is. I got to check where we do help people navigate their car buying stuff. And Battery bargains. Yeah, that's right. Battery bargains. And it has come up a few times. And um, yeah, that's a fun show if any of you don't watch that one. Yeah, that's that's a good point and something that's really key to understanding and the difficulty in our systems in general. And uh, thank you, Max, for that. Go check out Max and all of his work. And, you know, he comes onto the podcast, but over on the Out of Spec Guide channel. And then you're featured all across the channels as well. So thanks, Max. We haven't mentioned, though, but Max also edits a bunch of the other videos you see across the network. So he isn't just doing guide. He does a lot of the editing for Renew, for POV, for Colton, for some other stuff. So he's really bringing everything together. That's My laptop so is still sort of dead from the one hour, 40 minute build quality video Colton and I did yesterday. <laughs> Let it it was, that's a proper <laughs> out of spec video. So for those of you who are watching every video, you need to watch that EV9 video. We've got chapters, but there's a lot. Uh, like, Andreas, like, you have to watch it twice. I'm going to quiz you <laughs> Yes, on we, yeah, we friend, see you. <laughs> Andreas watches every video we produce. I think his whole life is just watching out of spec. Yeah. <laughs> and I and did our good, him. He's yeah. great. Our good friend Diana, uh, also, uh, Diane, check that out. Diane, sorry, Diane, yeah, Diane is uh, still, yeah, the number one day one homie. Love you, Diane. Shout out, Diane, and shout out also to Jerome. Uh, you have come onto the podcast and explained what you're doing on the 
I almost said EVgo Renew, but that's different. The Out of Spec Renew channel, which is all about EV repairs, EV rebuilds, like second life EVs. So what have you been up to since we last spoke? What was like the most cool builds that you've come out with? Like you have a lot of these banked. You're so in this part of the of the EV world. Tell me a bit more, Jerome. Yeah, well, first of all, it was the launch of the of the channel. Uh, I think we launched uh, five weeks ago, something like this. So quite an experience. Originally, I was just supposed to give you guys some help and it snowballed into a full-on channel with two videos a week and hopefully a bit more uh, in the next few months. So we've been doing some event coverage, and producing content at events, which is always fantastic to meet the industry and the community. It's been fantastic. I was in Austin at the Electrify Expo, and I anticipate to visit those guys again next year. Um, and then I've visited uh, other shops in the US, in Europe, uh, in the UK, and we have also contributors uh, in Australia and throughout the US. So it's going to be quite something this year, not only just in March, but in, in 2024, it's going to be, be going to be very exciting. And um, talking about the community, I got some very interesting feedback from people from the Emirates and all over the place. And people have never talked about or never talked to. Uh, they reach out and they're just uh, amazed that uh, there is a channel now. Obviously, there was a print magazine before, the EV Builders Guide, which I contribute to, obviously. But um, yeah, I think uh, this year is going to be fantastic because there's so much going on in the EV conversion, EV repair, and modified OEM EVs that we really wanted to cover it all. And there's, uh, we could do a video a day if we wanted to. There's so much content to cover. Uh, again, it's a global phenomenon, and I really want to cover it all. Uh, I love that you call it a global phenomenon. Why do you see it that way? Because uh, five years ago, nobody knew about uh, conversion of classic cars. It was, uh, you know, only a niche within a niche of classic cars. And now there is a whole industry behind it. Uh, uh, we did a video with Kyle at the SEMA show. We had probably like 50 converted to EV cars and specialists that, again, two years ago was one of even at the SEMA show. So there's a whole industry. There is... Um, uh, throughout the US, uh, throughout Australia, Europe, UK. I think the, the brains behind the whole conversion things are based in the UK, the whole industry designing the system uh, and, and repurposing battery packs, uh, modules actually building battery packs dedicated for the conversion to EV and also brand new everything uh, system ready to be bolt on. Um, and it's coming to the US also. Several specialists now are scaling significantly. and. Um, also becoming tier one. So the conversion to EV is not just something like a do-it-yourself kind of stuff. Uh, the car industry is coming to talk to those guys. And I'm, I'm, I'm not talking just one-offs. We've seen companies building system for the classic car division of um, very iconic British companies. And I think the US will be the same. And there is more and more people training to become specialists in the EV conversion or repurposing batteries and also repairing cars. And actually talking about training is really important for um, anybody in the trade to understand that they need to be high voltage certified or trained. Because even say in a body shop, if you're going to respray a, uh, an hybrid car, you need to know how to um, pretty much touch a car that has high voltage. So up to 48 volts is not an issue, but uh, with modern cars, even if you're just touching the car to do a service, you need to be trained. And there are more and more companies in the US, in Europe, in Australia, training staff um, to be able to um, start working on those cars. So very exciting um, global phenomenon, as you, as you uh, said. Um, I think it's gonna be very exciting. Uh, I was just talking to people today, very a young audience, really interested in, in getting into classic cars because they would not have thought about uh, getting interested in, in classic cars because they don't know what a carburetor is. <laughs> so they just want to drive their cars. They, they want to convert it. Or maybe they had families that had a, a classic car and they, they left them. Or they just don't want to drive a boring car. Um, like many of the, like, the brand new cars, uh, EVs, are not so sexy. So some people may want to uh, 
welcome them, add body kits, change the wheels. Are they, some other people just want to keep the classic cars they dreamt when, when they were younger. They want to drive it, but it's um, it's maybe too finicky to work on them. They just want to drive a cool classic car. Very cool. I love the idea of, you know, second life and finding yeah. new ways to incorporate these old classic models into the mo the modern age. And of course, just the complexity of these projects as well and how that's coming along. Really cool to hear that this is becoming more of the trade as well and training. And uh, will be interesting to see how wh what other cars you cover on the out of spec renew channel. And I have to ask, you know, with your expertise, Jerome, I am in love with the VW bus in general, but then of course mm -hmm. there's the VW ID buzz that's coming out. But what do you think VW ID buzz or revamped VW bus that is now? <laughs> what electric? do you think I'm going to tell you? Of course it's going to be a know. classic. <laughs> it's going to be a classic one. Yeah. Um, I, I was actually talking to someone uh, earlier today. They're actually talking to do a show um, involving a, a electric uh, bus. So, you know, like, I wanna, it's becoming more and more mainstream. Again, five years ago, nobody cared about converting classic cars. No, again, it's becoming mainstream. I wouldn't be surprised to see it more in the news. Uh, again, a younger audience uh, coming into it. Universities tra offering training for high voltage and conversion to EV. It's already something being developed. So yeah, in five years time, uh, maybe there will be 10 times as many people involved in the industry of converting classic cars, uh, repurposing modules, um, and battery packs, and also just working on, on rebuilding uh, crash damage uh, EVs. Yeah, and, yeah. and on that topic, we are nothing's confirmed, but Jordan and I just yesterday had some initial conversations between Volkswagen and Redwood Materials on what to do with my e-golf battery, and to say, okay, you know, it's got thirty-one percent degradation, best as we can calculate. Um, that could be an interesting story. I kind of wanted to put a bigger battery in my e-golf anyway, because I love driving it so much. Um, so they both seem interested. I don't know really how we're going to pull it off. There's a lot of like, you know, red tape of filming these things, but we're going to try and work through that maybe, maybe towards April and do like a, you know, follow my battery from the time it gets taken out of the car at the dealership all the way through recycling uh, at the end, which would be cool. And, and Jim, going back to this, uh, we've been talking about, uh, repairing EVs, but soon enough we'll see upgrading EVs, so adding bigger packs, but potentially adding bigger motors. So yeah, people have been tuning and fiddling with cars for a hundred years, so there's no reason why it would stop now. As long as you know you don't touch the, the orange wires, <laughs> you're good. Uh, but again, yeah, training to get the very basic of high voltage is the, the thing I would really like uh, the people that watch the channel to understand. It's very straightforward to learn the basics. It only takes a few hours, but at least you know what to do and what not to do. So maybe Very something cool. with cover safety, I would like to bring more. And also what I wanted to say is on, on the next um, episode, we'll go, we'll dive a bit deeper into uh, the components, why we use the components and what they offer and why uh, we would go for one system or another system. Amazing. Yeah, it sounds like there's plenty to cover uh, on the out of spec renew channel, just from the projects to how it's changing to all the safety features, just absolutely more and more stuff. And you're definitely the guy to do it. So thank you, all Jerome. Right, cool stuff. Yeah, uh, we'll go north of Jerome to Jordan. Jordan, what have you been up to? I know that you were really, you know, key in the rebranding of the out of spec channels and our branding and everything which happened. You might have noticed that y'all, our logos changed. Uh, what else? What else have you been up to, Jordan? I mean, we could start and touch on that. And it's like, wow, I don't think people realize how many channels we have sometimes. They get in the zone of watching a couple and they're like, oh, yeah, then there's this one and then there's this one. It's like, well, maybe we can rebrand them all, make them all look cohesive, but still unique. And so we are neck deep in that project. We're, we're mostly done with the logos, a couple more things to work with. And I'm working with an artist on that right now. And um, yeah, branding all across the board, banners, you know, we've got bumpers coming, uh, even merch and stuff is in the works. So a lot of, things but beyond that it's also been a fun busy february i mean it started right off with the day one of february me being with francie and the vinfast taking it to get vietnamese food that was a blast um and just a fascinating vehicle the comments were wild a lot of people have been watching those videos i think there's just a lot of intrigue around that car in general 
um, myself included. And it is funny how I, I'll say something bad about it. And then some the bunch of people will be like, yes, of course. And then someone else is like, oh, you're biased. And it's just like, well, you can't really win the YouTube argument. And so you just give up on that. But um, all we can do is give our proper journalistic commentary and try to you know, retain the fact that we are not biased. I would love, I root for the underdog. And then I also appreciate the ones who are just doing it right. And everyone acknowledges that. So that road trip was eye-opening because VinFast versus Tesla was kind of like, Okay, one of the best and then one of the the worst as far as uh, living with it on a road trip. But Francie, we both still made it. So it's still a yeah. car. <laughs> oh, it's definitely a car. That's for sure. And yeah, stay yeah. tuned on the on the Out of Spec podcast for more and more detailed updates on that. Because people, you're right, Jordan, are very curious about this yeah. EV. Yeah. And I, yeah, I'd love to spend more time with it and just get more in the weeds and see how I'm glad we have one Out of Spec because... I, I am so intrigued and so are a lot of other people about long-term ownership. We have a Kia EV9 from Kia of Fort Collins. Big shout out to them. Thanks to them. And we can do some sort of long-term, not quite owning it, but you know, six months is a good time to spend with a car. Um, we've been doing a lot of testing with that in February um, and even January and a lot more to come. Some road trips, maybe car camping. Like there's a lot of things we can do with that. Um, and even just keeping in mind, how does that compare to Rivian Model X? Uh, I know the race to Vegas has already been mentioned doing that with EV nine. I mean, there's infinite things to do. Like, like Jerome said, there's even with just what he's been talking about, there's so much content. Um, so how do we just try to tackle it all? Uh, which is why there's a lot of us. Um, I did want to point out, you know, I, Max, you mentioned the Bronco. The first place I ever saw the new Bronco in person, Washington, DC, downtown. <laughs> I was driving the Miata through uh, through DC, wishing I had a Bronco. I almost beached it because some of those roads are so terrible. So maybe that's why you I need it for the potholes. That's actually <laughs> why you have to drive an off road spec vehicle. Mall crawling was invented in DC because you have to actually crawl to the mall. Uh, so <laughs> there's that. Uh, but that, that was yeah, funny. And then Max, your your travels also intrigued me because I'm obsessed with traveling. I'd like to see the EV situations around the world um, maybe even mexico i'd love to see my friend abe Escanoza in mexico city he's actually the cto of zero he okay. daily drives a mini cooper from 1960 something i don't know with a zero Sick. drivetrain in it it's not like a hodgepodge project the mini thinks it's a zero which is just awesome so he'd definitely be a fun out of spec renew video uh and just person uh, interview in general and i just want to see the state of electrification in you know mexico city has become such a uh, mecca for I don't know, millennials who are just like, oh, I work remote. I'm just going to go somewhere else. Um, Asia, of course, like Max said, I mean, he was in Kazakhstan, but, you know, China, Korea, Japan, I'd love to see what hap what's happening over there. Infrastructure, EVs. There's, there's, I mean, way too much. I'm getting in the weeds here. Um, but what did I do in February? Also, uh, I guess Model X testing. We had the Model X in Vegas for CES, and then we didn't touch it. And then I took it on a range test. Kyle was like, can you go clean this thing? <laughs> and I took it to the car wash, found some decomposing foods in the, in the, <laughs> now that the good thing gone, Dave is locked off. Yeah. <laughs> I, was, I, I totally forgot. Like, I took it on a road trip and then I kind of forgot about it. And I was like traveling and like, <laughs> we, I didn't unpack the car, just sat there and it was, it's all good now. It's totally clean yeah. now. Yeah, it's fine. But uh, that was that was interesting. Did a range test with it. And uh, I think, I, I don't know, maybe I should spend a bit more time with the Model X. It's one that's always intrigued me. It was actually the first Tesla I was ever in, uh, like the first year it came out back before my brother even worked there. Uh, I had another friend who worked there. And um, yeah, it's, it's, I don't know. I've always been fascinated by it. I see why people think it's the worst Tesla. I see why people think it's the most interesting. Um, I'm still a huge fan. So I, I think it's a cool car. Um, but yeah, things coming up. I mean, there's things yet to be unveiled, but also, you know, Rivian R2 launches right around the corner. Everyone's on like on their tippy toes about what's that about. And there's a lot riding on this vehicle for Rivian as a company. They've been in the news a lot, you know, layoffs, scary things, but also exciting things like a new product. Uh, it's been a while. So the R2 should be fascinating. And then, yeah, Coda and eGolf. I'd like to spend some time with those. Do you know? I, I'm very passionate about photography, so I'd love to get some insane photos of those cars. I mean, has there ever been professional photos of a Coda? I don't know, other than the launch. Like, or did, was there even photos for the launch? Yeah, there were photos <laughs> on the launch. I wouldn't call them professional. I saw some of them that weren't amazing. <laughs> 
Okay, well, now, yeah, add that to my list. And I, I would just like to do some daily driving of these EVs that we keep acquiring. You know, hopefully we can get the B-Class out here, and I would just like to see what it's like to live with a B-Class. I mean, who does that? Well, apparently this guy we bought it from does that. It has a lot of miles on it. He's he's actually been using it in, in L.A., so maybe we can spend some time with it in Colorado. You know, there's Colorado's mountains, trails. I just bought a Jeep, do some overlanding. We have out-of-spec overlanding channel. We haven't done much with it lately, but um, doing some, some gas and electric. It's another channel, kind of like POV, where we can really just do whatever. You know, gas, electric, hybrid. Um, plug-in hybrids on trails like the 4xe there's there's a lot of things we can do with that that's not only electric um and then yeah i don't know i'm just i'm enjoying watching everyone else's content too renew out of spec renew is very exciting to me um just the other night my roommate was watching this tv show that jason momoa is doing and jason was like you know having his old 1929 rolls royce converted to ev and i was like that's so cool and my roommate's like wow people do that and i was like i don't think everyone realizes that you know, this whole renew thing is a huge concept and it's growing in popularity. People are fascinated. And my dream car, as Kyle knows, is a smart roadster. Uh, and an electrified version is the best. So that that's something I would genuinely keep my eye on, or like a project I'd love to to undertake. Electrified smart roadster, electrified Nissan Runner Cross Cabriolet. I mean, two car solution right there. Yes, that would be amazing. Super cool, Jordan. Yeah, and if uh, I love Mexico, so quiero ir a México contigo Vamanos. if you go. Yeah, uh, super cool. Staying busy uh, and yeah, love it. You are obviously passionate. You did get a new car, and it's not an EV, so you know we'll, we're still really not sure how we feel about it. Just kidding. You know you're really excited <laughs> for your Jeep, and you're going to be able to use it a lot in the summer. Uh, but yeah, so and when the engine blows, convert it. Exactly. There, it's just you're planning, planning for what comes next. You're just going to drive it into the ground and then slap a battery, etc. In there. Yep. Okay, wrapping it up with Kyle. Kyle, what'd you do in February? What can you speak to that's coming in March? Um, Let us know. I don't actually know what I did in February. Uh, actually, not much. This was the first time I've spent an entire week in Colorado in over eight months. So that was cool. So I was home for a seven-day window. Now I'll be gone for like 38 days or something like that. So, um, you know, it was nice nice to be home and like how to do taxes and annoying things with Margaret who like, you know, does the money stuff. So it was all not – it wasn't an, an enjoyable seven days. Let's put it that way. Um, but we we're doing it. Uh, what did I do? I'm trying to go back. So I drove the Honda Prologue. That video went up. Mm -hmm. um that's all got i need to say about that, that then well. we got some dc we got a new dc charger at the office that's probably the most exciting thing that happened we got an x charge unit that's 233 kilowatt hour battery pack uh, 209 usable 208 usable uh fed to a 200 kilowatt dispenser and so we will be installing that very soon. A lot while I was home, I took a lot of time to have all the installers come and meet with them and do site visits and really try and push this charger installation thing along. We just got some final quotes back from a couple of them. Uh, so that's great. Um, Volkswagen ID4 plug-in charge. I was actually just in California a few hours ago um, driving the new 2024 Volkswagen ID4 that has the new rear motor, faster infotainment, actually does good route planning and gets you to chargers down to 3%. Every single stop has plug-in charge, automatic and manual preconditioning. And it's like, holy smoke, someone woke up at Volkswagen and made this car usable and they no longer give free charging on that car, which is great. It's 500 kilowatt hours and you get three years of a free pass plus membership, which buys down your per kilowatt hour rate. Really nice. No more ID4s clogging up the stations charging to a hundred percent. So someone learned there. Um, we got the cool. Coda registered. I was able to drive that. That's got a couple hundred miles on it now. I was actually with our friend Tommy from TFL yesterday. We were stuck in the airport trying to get back. And he's going to take it and do, I think, some videos on TFL Classic with the Coda, which will be kind of cool. Um, so fun to do some stuff with those guys. Uh, we had Tycon facelift videos early on in the month where I did the hypermile range test over 450 miles. Uh, I think I did 465 miles on a single charge of the new Tycon, uh, driving pretty slowly. That was cool. That doesn't matter to me. The charging performance is crazy. Tycon's a car that we cover closely. 
I'll be at the launch in France or Spain. I think Macan is France, Tycon is Spain in a couple weeks. So that'll be cool. Um, we got a lot of Euro trips coming up in March. I think I have four, three or four separate Euro trips coming in the next five weeks. Uh, and on top of that, we also have a new vehicle and test cars that we're going to be working through. So keep an eye out uh, next week for a big announcement on uh, the next out-of-spec car. Uh, other than that, we got the EV9 from Fort Collins Kia. Shout out to Fort Collins Kia. And uh, they, if, you, if, any, if anyone ever wants to buy an electric Kia, they will ship it to you anywhere in the country for free at no cost and sell it to you at or below sticker price. So little plug for them. Nice. And um, that's it. February was pretty chill for me, actually. A lot of time here, a lot of podcasting. March is going to be crazy, really crazy. But February was the first time in uh, years that I actually like had a moment to breathe, which I don't think I actually like that. I much prefer, um, yeah, much prefer to just be filming. Breathing is overrated. Yeah, it was not actually fun just sitting around. So much more fun to like get on the road, get filming and do stuff. And we got the office dialed in. So we officially like we've had the powerhouse all year, but we moved back into the powerhouse. Uh, We got the garage sorted. We got the office upstairs underway. Um, So we have like our spaces coming together so we can do more stuff in person. Busy, busy, Kyle. Not surprised. And uh, yeah, sounds pretty cool. I'll be in Europe in April, but not for work. But we're coming into summer where we're going to be moving around a lot. Things are going to pick up again. Not really that they slowed down during the winter, but is there anything else, Kyle, that since it's March 1st when this is coming out that you can talk about? Oh, yeah, that's right. Uh, If this is going up March 1st, I think I'll be the first one to plug in a Ford vehicle to the supercharger network using the adapter that's like outside of Ford or Tesla for testing. Um, So that'll be cool. And so I think I'll be able to get the first charge in as soon as they turn that supercharger on in New Jersey. Uh, hopefully that video will have gone up by now. Uh, also, by the time this goes up, I will have visited Electrify America in San Francisco, I hope. I hope that all goes to plan. And I want to check out their indoor um, sort of uh, indoor charging location. And I actually emailed them. I said, hey, if you want to have like someone who did this, join us for the video. Like, let us know. And you guys know we've always had a, not, I wouldn't say a rocky relationship with EA. We just don't really have much communication between Out of Spec and Electrify America because we just make videos about our charging experiences. There's not much more to say. Um, but I did invite them to join, and they're actually going to send a couple people out to join me for that video, which will be cool. And uh, so uh, that that I'm looking forward to. And then I'm racing a F-150. I got to go back to New Jersey after that. So I'm going Jersey, California, back to Jersey. Tom Malagny from State of Charge and I are going to race two Lightnings from New York City to Jacksonville. That'll probably be happening as this podcast goes up. And we're going to do one on the CCS network, one on Superchargers. That'll be hilarious and really fun. fun. And I, I I hope my dad can actually join for that. I don't know yet. And then... Um, we take delivery of a new vehicle and we race it against the lightning from Jacksonville to San Diego, which pretty much all of us, oh, everyone in the top row. Well, no, Ryan's not coming, but we have a bunch of people coming for that <laughs> and some collaborations across other YouTube channels and we're going cross country. So looking forward to that. And then it's R2 launch and then on and on and on and on and on. So that's awesome. the schedule. Yeah. So that's kind of a nice segue. And something that I'd want to do is like, who, what other uh, people have y'all been watching or listening to that you want to highlight that we think our audience should also check out, whether it's in the space of EVs or not? I mean, it doesn't have to be. I like yeah, pop Jordan, culture too. Jordan knows everyone. Who do you watch, Jordan? <laughs> oh, you know, Throttle House, Savage Geese, Everyday Driver. Um, oh, Marquez Brownlee has Autofocus, which annoyingly is the best channel name I've just ever heard of for a videographer slash car video channel. So he's fun. He he just does like occasional videos, like not many on there, but he gets press cars, reviews them, and he's just a very down to earth, easy to watch, not full of himself, just just yeah, just trying to make comments. And he, you know, stirred the pot with his um, Fisker Ocean review. And that's another car I wanted to mention I, I really want to spend some time with is the, the Fisker Ocean and, and such. So there's there's a lot of great channels out there. We, we enjoy keeping connected with other YouTubers. You know, Kyle mentioned TFL. Um, so 
I, I enjoy seeing those guys around. We're kind of neighbors, you know, TFL's over here in Boulder near me and Max, um, just down down the highway from Kyle. So those are fun guys. It'd be fun to do some more collaborations with them, honestly. They're they're great people and they they're car enthusiasts at heart, just like we are. So it's it's fun to get involved with others who are in the space. People sometimes think YouTubers are all competitors. No, really, what's best is when someone watches our EV9 video and then watches TFL EV's EV9 video and then savage geese's ev9 video it's like it's 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 great it's it's just a lot of different opinions but hopefully once you watch all of them you have a pretty solid idea of what it is you want to think about the car cool awesome Shout out. going i was just going through my like youtube history to see like who i watch and i really don't watch anyone <laughs> consistently you, you showed me that like barbecue guy and yeah uh, that one foods, lawyer Steve yeah, what'd you, what'd you Steve Lato, you love Steve Lato. Anyone else? Any Steve any Lato. other shout outs? Yeah, I want Francie to become the Steve Lato of cars. Um, <laughs> yeah, two Not episodes a day. Possible. Yeah. Not possible. <laughs> totally possible. Yeah, love Steve Lato. Uh, I've been watching Always Good Mythical Morning for years. Um, love, you know, Rhett and Link. Uh, One Bite Pizza Reviews. Always great. Um one of my favorite channels, Expedition Overlands, all about like exploring and adventuring. Uh, they're big Toyota uh, people. It's been fun to watch some of their builds coming. They're getting a, um, a new 24 Tacoma that they're building up. So I've been watching that. Uh, Misha doing Nurburgring videos and the Nurburgring's about to open back up, which is pretty awesome. Um, what else have I been watching? Uh, Bjorn, of course, doing ID7 stuff recently. And... That's kind of it, I think. I mean, yeah. Fridays with Frank. Fridays with Frank. Never miss one. Everyone should watch that. It's not me. <laughs> no, not it's you, not, Frank. Not Fridays with me. <laughs> uh, yeah. Your Zeker video didn't do too badly, Max. That's good. Yeah, yeah I no, think people gotta... like the Zeker 001, as it's called. I I know I've made a mistake calling it the Zeker 1 before. It's the yeah. 001. Apparently, every Geely group has to have some different number designation. Smart's hashtag one. Polestar mm -hmm. is just numbers. And then Zeker is the uh, James it's... Bond names, I guess. Yeah, 001. <laughs> yeah. Uh, um... Also, shout out uh, to, I would say, Johnny Smith, the Late Break Show, uh, yeah. formerly Car Pervert. That is a wonderful YouTube channel, especially seeing like a traditional automotive journalist. He's been in the industry for a while, who's done an amazing job like pivoting, but also covering EVs. So if you want to learn about like EVs across the pond, I love his channel. Uh, like just very good opinions from that throttle house. I think uh, Ryan and I both love. So does Jordan, um, you know, great car YouTubers. Uh, Kyle, good mythical morning. That's like OG YouTube. I feel like you need to like, you need to like, they're, they're good, but you got to you subscribe to some of the new channels. Uh, look at the all the new blood out there. Yeah, probably a good idea. Yeah, I mean, I, I really, um, I watch a lot of, uh, of course, Jason Fenske's Ener Engineering Explained. I watch a lot of uh, Practical Engineering. Is that the name of the channel? Uh, where they talk about like infrastructure projects and doing stuff. And one of the things I'd like to do at some point with actually with Francie, and we're kind of working towards this, is not, it's not an official announcement, but I'd like a, a channel to cover our energy systems um, beyond just automotive. So the production, distribution, storage, and usage of electricity, um, you know, probably on a global scale and learning about uh, technologies to decarbonize our grid. So kind of just looking at other channels that are doing similar things to that for research and learning so we can be better at that. I'm certainly no expert, but we do have some partnerships in the works with real experts in this space. And of course, having our office at Colorado State University Powerhouse, which is literally an entire division of the university focused on decarbonization in our energy sector, uh, it means we're around the right people to make this happen. So that would be kind of cool. And a, an eventual goal, maybe towards the end of this year or something like that, we can do that. We'll see. Any other shout outs, y'all? Yes. Um, shout out to Matt Armstrong, Tavares, uh, Ben Collins, uh, all those guys. Obviously, I follow those guys They're completely outside the EV world, or so you would think. Um, I've been involved with a show, uh, Where Are They All Coming?, uh, in London in April. It's called Pet Hall Edonism. So it is by far the most 
V12, V8, everything show you could think about. And with Chiro, the organizer, we've been uh, working on having several EVs and converted to EV cars. And we're doing um, a big, uh, how do you say, a, a boxing match on stage, <laughs> ICE versus EVs. And um, so obviously we're working with the organizers and it's all nice. Uh, but we really want to show that even a classic car can be just as exciting with an electric powertrain. So those guys will be coming, visiting the area with all the converted to EVs. Um, and Sam Hard, who is also a YouTuber, will be the referee. So we'll see um, who wins the match, if there's anything to, to win. As I, I just love the fact that we'll be working with like proper petrol heads, but we all come from the petrol head uh, world to start with. Um, we've been driving V8 cars for 25, 30 years. So we just saw the light and some of them will see the light eventually. Uh, but we love the fact that, you know, big fans of big V8 can be get along with people in, in interested with electric uh, solutions. So yeah, Love if you're it. in London around mid-April, don't miss the petrol hedonism uh, underground show in uh, Wembley. Très chic, très <laughs> magnifique. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> yeah, merci, Jérôme. So yeah, I'll be uh, filming at the show. Uh, we expect quite a few uh, converted to EV and electric cars there, and also a lot of V8, V12 cars. Awesome. People have to have to keep keep watching you, keep up to date with what you're doing. Absolutely, yeah. Yeah. Anyone else have anything to share? Otherwise, we can wrap this up for our February update from the Out of Spec team. Most of us, not all of us, but a little reminder of what we were been up to, just in case you missed it. You can go check it out. We're looking forward to March and the rest of 2024, of course. From what we said, do you have any questions? Do you have anything you're excited for? Something you just can't wait for us to come out with? Any guesses about what we're up to? We'd love to see it in the comments. Thank you again, everyone from the audience for subscribing, for listening, for being a part of the community here. Really appreciate it. And we we love to see the discussions that y'all have and love the support, love the kindness that we see in the comments. Keep bringing that around. All right. Thanks, team, for hopping onto the podcast with me. Thanks for plugging in. We will see you next time on the next episode of the Out of Spec podcast. Have a great rest of your day. Bye-bye. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code PROGRAM.